following program is a replay that was aired live on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't miss our full lineup online at IRLoneStar.com. Want to start your own talk show, sponsor this particular program, or even be a guest? Just look us up online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler, your host for the Weekly Business Hour, and I want to thank you for taking time to join us today. I think we've got a very special show for you today, and I think you won't be disappointed. As you know, the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world now come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and be a part of conversations that I hope can make a real difference in your business. I want to mention today's uh, show is sponsored by OneBestConsult.com. One Best Consult, that's one, the number one best consult.com, is where you find common sense business advice for small businesses. I encourage you to visit their website, onebestconsult.com. And a reminder if you've got questions during the show for myself or our guest, or you have a comment about the show, or even after the show, even a question about your own business, I'd be glad to take it and take a look and respond to you. Just send it via email to one best consult at gmail.com, or you can call me after the show at 832-699-2132. Well, today's show, let's go through it. We have a special guest here, Kevin Brady, Congressman from the 8th District of Texas. Congressman Brady currently serves as the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, and we're going to talk about everything taxes. And then in our Did You Know segment today, we'll talk about baby boomers are ready to sell. Are they really ready? And I'll close out the show today with my one best consult tip of the week. Who needs your plan? So I encourage you at this point, sit back, grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. And also a reminder to you, we're on Facebook. We have a page there, and I would appreciate it if you're a new listener that you go to that page and like us. Also, you can set up an alert so that each week on Wednesday following our live show, we'll get an alert to you. That says the new show's posted. You can take a look at the guest, take a look at the content, and you can see if there's something you'd like to listen to and then tune in. Well, now let's get rolling. We're blessed to have uh, Congressman Kevin Brady with us today. As I mentioned, he represents us right here in Conroe, Montgomery County, the 8th District, and he serves as the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Congressman, welcome to the show. Morning, Rick. Thanks for having me. Well, I know you're a very busy man. This is a very, very busy time for you. Uh, they always talk about congressional vacations. I know that's a misnomer when it comes to yeah, you. Yeah, it really is. You're uh, involved uh, in the community. You stay involved and you communicate well. And I'm hoping our small business listeners today are listening real close because we're going to talk about taxes. Before we start, though, a quick civic lesson. I always find people don't really understand how government works. What is the responsibility of your committee? Yeah, the Ways and Means Committee is the first and oldest committee, and it's the only one we get our jurisdiction from the Constitution. So all revenue measures have to start uh, in the House, specifically in the Ways and Means Committee. So if it impacts taxes, um, uh, tariffs, uh, issues like that, uh, many of the fees, uh, the Constitution says it must start in our committee. And we also have jurisdiction over 
international trade, Social Security, Medicare, welfare, uh, and a lot of uh, energy and other issues as well. So it's, it's, it's a committee. I'm the third Texan in history to be able to lead it. It's really a blessing because you can help improve the lives of literally every American. Yeah, it's no doubt that your committee and the power base that you have there uh, is a very important one for the direction of our company, country. Excuse me. Well, let's jump into tax reform. You know, you passed a bill, you produced a bill along, I'm sure, with some help. That bill was passed and signed by the president earlier this year. Let's talk about that bill. I mean, it's delivering, from what I read, some great economic results. Yeah, it is uh, only seven months old. Uh, and really, we did it because every expert said, look, the slow growth of the last decade where America's economy was puttering along at 20 miles an hour, where our jobs are going overseas, where most Americans hadn't seen an increase in their paycheck in a decade. And our kids coming out of school had, you know, slim to none opportunities. So we said, we're not going to settle for that. So tax reform was about uh, changing the direction of the country. And we're seeing that in providing middle-class tax relief in a big way. We're seeing this big uh, million, 300,000 new jobs just since New Year's Day. Uh, the economy is going, obviously, roaring right now. Main Street businesses, uh, their optimism, uh, which so much this was designed for, uh, their optimism is at a 45-year high. And uh, most small businesses today are looking for workers and trying to expand if they can find it. And so the economy, we're really encouraged by how much it's changed the direction of the economy. So for middle-class families, for small businesses, for bringing those jobs back into the United States, a giant sucking sound back toward America, boy, the, all the early signs are just, we're achieving exactly that. Well, let's talk about some of the specifics. I know in some information, press releases and whatnot, you've talked about the tax relief for Main Street. What are some of the specifics that really zeroed in on Main Street? Yes, for one thing, uh, you know, the past tax reform ideas had really left Main Street businesses behind. There were cuts for families and there were cuts for corporations, but nothing really for our Main Street businesses. I grew up my whole adult life. I was the Chamber of Commerce manager. So that's what I did for a living, help start small businesses, help them through tough times and help them grow in, in good times, build a business climate locally for them to succeed. So on tax reform, we focus hard on our small businesses, our Main Street businesses. So we lowered the, the rate for small businesses, whether you're a company starting out and making 20000 or you're making a, you know $520,000, we lowered those rates. We created for the first time ever a new small business deduction of 20% off those already lower rates. So we want small businesses to keep more of what they earn. We made sure, first time in history, every business, no matter what size, can immediately write off from your taxes, your investments in equipment, plant, technology, and software. So you can keep more of what you earn. That's incredibly important to our Main Street businesses. Uh, we got rid of the AMT, you know, that alternative minimum tax. You know, when the IRS doesn't catch you the first go around, they catch you on the second. So we did away with that for uh, for businesses under a million dollars in revenue. And then one of my favorite parts is we, uh, uh, in the House, we voted to repeal permanently the death tax. At the end of the day, uh, we found common ground with the Senate, and we doubled the exemption. So a lot more family-owned farms and businesses can work their entire life and not worry about Uncle Sam swooping in and taking nearly half of what they've earned over a certain amount. So really good things for small businesses. 
Have you seen any specific results, though, with small businesses? I mean, I have a lot of small business clients. We have thousands of listeners to our show. I get information. They say things are better, but they're not really quite sure uh, exactly what's better, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I know I know most small businesses tell me uh, the growth is good, the customers coming in, the demand is good. They've got to hire. I think one of their biggest challenges is hiring new workers. Frankly, you got to find everywhere I go in this country, but especially in my nine counties here in Texas where we live, um, they're just starved for um, for more workers. The other thing is we made big changes to the tax code, and so there always has to be a time to clarify the new rules for small businesses. So a lot of businesses are asking exactly how will this provision work? We're seeing now more of those rules come out of the Department of Treasury. That's going to help clarify. But I also think there's some things we can do in Congress going forward that can help and clarify and make things even better for small businesses. Well, you know, to just back up for a second, that's one thing that I find people don't understand, their business owners, is the fact that you'll pass a law, and we'll hear about it typically through the press and then through your office or whatnot. And, but then there's, there's a time where the treasury and other departments have to really define the rules and people kind of, I don't understand why does it take so long for this to happen? Yeah. And I, and I think the good news is the treasury department came out with some of those rules, giving us clarity uh, here a few weeks ago. I think everyone's digesting those. And what we want from your listeners is feedback. As you see the impact, let us know. Because we're not done yet. As you know, we're, we've already introduced 2.0, Tax Form 2.0. We're always looking to improve and get better. So I hope your listeners will uh, will get to my office some of their thoughts about these new tax breaks for small businesses. We want to make sure they work for them. Now, just take a second. What's the best way for them to communicate with you? Yeah, I think the easiest thing would be just come to our website. We've got a couple ways there. You can just send an email to uh, John Porter is the head of our legislative uh, program in uh, Washington. He's, he's a Texan, uh, does a great job, or just email him. Or if you want to call our local office here in Conroe, Heather Washburn, give her a call or email and just say, hey, this, can Kevin take a look at this? How will this work? I'm thinking this is the impact. Just reach out directly. Well, I think that's important to know. And I, again, would double up on what the congressman said. I encourage my clients, everyone, communicate with your legislatures. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of extra effort, and you typically know what you want to say. You, you do, and they're, great, and they're great experts. This is what I've learned. See, I didn't move to Washington. I live here, Montgomery County, commute to work each week. I've got two and a half million miles flying back and forth, but that's so I can stay close to the people that I work for. And our small business people have been a huge resource for me. I was thinking about them all the time as we rewrote this code for the first time in three decades. Well, you know, I think we're off to a fantastic start. The numbers look good. We got tax 2.0, tax reform 2.0. Ladies and gentlemen, we're to our first break of the day. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk quite a bit about 2.0, tax reform 2.0. So please stay with us. The congressman and I will be right back with you. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or 
call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. You're checking out a replay of one of our talk shows right now, which means this time slot is available for your own talk show on Lone Star Community Radio. Contact the station today online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line and say you're interested for your own talk show at 936-647-3776. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host and the founder of OneBestConsult.com. Thank you for listening to us today, and we're going to continue what I think is a fantastic conversation with Congressman Kevin Brady here. Congressman, let's switch gears. We've already done 1.0, if you will. Let's move on to 2.0 and what the future looks like, hopefully over the next several months that can add to what's already been done to help us in small business. Yeah, thank you, Rick. So 2.0 is probably not what you've been reading about. Uh, If original tax reform was to change the direction of the economy for the better, 2.0 is about changing the culture in Washington. In the past, Congress would pass tax reform, then walk away for three decades. Meanwhile, our competitors, China, Europe, Canada, Mexico, they'd blow by us. Let's leave us in the dust. Our code would get outdated. We'd fall farther behind. We'd junk it up with a bunch, bunch of special interest provisions. It was wrong. So 2.0 is about making sure every year, just like successful small businesses, I guarantee you from my experience, wake up every day asking, how do I become more competitive, more innovative? How do I get better? I want Congress every year look at our tax code, ask the same questions. How do we make it more competitive for our local companies? How do we make it more innovative? How do we make it better for them? So 2.0 is going to be about making the tax cuts permanent for families and small businesses, the listeners who are, who are tuned in right now. That's really important to be able to count on those cuts, but also incredibly pro-growth. Just making them permanent will add another million and a half jobs on top of what we're already seeing and more economic growth on top of what we're seeing. So very important for growth. The second part of this, 2.0, is savings. Look, uh, we want to help. Americans not a nation of savers. We need to be. People worry about their retirement. You know, is it going to be in the backyard with their grandkids barbecuing? Is it going to be counting the cans of chicken and tuna in the cupboard, you know, hoping they'll make it? We want them to have the right type of retirement. So, so part of this is going to be, Perfect timing. Businesses have more money in their pockets. Families have more money in their pockets. So let's help them save more and earlier in life 
And so the second part of this is just some really helpful ways to encourage businesses to offer retirement and savings plans and make it easier for workers to be part of it. Final part, so there's three parts of 2.0, innovation. I talked about this. So turns out America fell out of the rankings of 10 best innovative nations in the world this year, first time ever. And we've noticed that before the big recession in 2008, for three decades, we always had an increase of 120,000 new businesses in America on average. Well, since then, we've averaged 2,000. 120,000 shrunk to 2,000. So we think we need to do more to help those startup businesses. So we've got a really smart uh, provision that allows our startup businesses to write off so more, so much more of their initial expenses those first couple of years because every dollar counts. And then, Rick, do you ever watch the TV show Shark Tank? Oh, sure. So who doesn't who doesn't who doesn't uh, uh, simulate with that where a business has worked hard, they're making a pitch, they get an investor, they're ready to take off. Well, it turns out the current tax code throws up a couple obstacles to them right at that moment they're getting ready to expand. So our provision helps them write off more of what their their startup costs, but removes those barriers so they can expand and grow. Turns out that that moment is important, not just for the entrepreneur trying to take their business from the laptop on the kitchen table or their garage, but also for our technology world to be innovative. And so just three permanence, help with savings, encouraging innovation. And I want every year Congress to do something to help encourage that startup innovation here in America. And so just good, smart provisions. We're going to bring them to the, uh, to the House floor, Rick, when we come back in, in, the, in September, send it to the Senate uh, uh, later uh, after that. I wouldn't be surprised if they take up most of that after the election. But, but my, the message to the American public will be, we'll never fa- fall behind again. We'll nev- never settle till we've given them the best tax code we can. You know, one of the things you just said, and I have started businesses, and I started a, an electronics business with a partner, which at, at the time the technology was leading edge way back when, but the same ideas. You know, we put $500 together, opened a bank account, and we started, and we were very blessed. It turned out to be a highly successful oh, great. business. Congratulations. But the, all these folks, and I work with them, uh, they, the, the innovation thing, you have blown me away with your statistic that – our country has fallen out of the top 10. Yeah. I would always yeah. think we'd be in the top five, maybe the top three, uh, jockeying for number one yeah. constantly. I get it. The world's that way. It's competitive. It's fierce. Competition's What's fierce. going on? I mean, wow. I mean, you've got some great ideas I've seen to change that, but what is it that's going on that we've you know, fallen so far? Yeah, so I took a hard look at this, and um, I think bottom line is um, we're not developing the workers we need on innovation. You know, we need workers – at every level, I mean, whether it's the, the very unskilled, the mid-skilled, or the high-tech skilled, uh, we just don't, uh, we're not seeing what we want. We've got to really double down and help develop more Americans with these skills and innovation because I was in Boston the other day with a company, a technology company. They're on their fourth breakthrough drug. And they their CEO said, look, for us, everything's changed because of the new tax code. Our research won't be done in London. It'll be done in America. Our patents, we're not going to keep in Ireland. We're going to put them in the United States. And if we can find the workers, we'll do the manufacturing in New England, not overseas. 
if we can find the workers. So I think getting, again, the most innovative tax code in the world uh, and helping develop the workers our local businesses need. Well, and it's, it's got to make a huge impact because innovation, we've got to lead. You and I both know, as our listeners, I'm sure most know, if not all of them, innovation is what the world's going to be about yep. going further. Always has been, but it's really going to be out front. Yeah, the country that wins the innovation race wins, period. And no that ought to be America. No doubt about it. Well, let's talk about a few other topics. In preparation for the show today, I kind of went out and I talked to some people about uh, asked our listeners and people, one of the things that, and I guess it doesn't fall directly, but since you're in the revenue uh, part of the of the Congress and what goes on, e-commerce sales tax. I mean, the sales tax thing, the court, Supreme Court, excuse me, uh, you know, put it out there. States are scrambling. Everybody's scrambling for the money. But I'm a business person. I do 200000 a year. I can't afford to keep books on 50 you states can't. and thousands of jurisdictions. What's going to happen, in your opinion, or what what needs to happen and what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm really worried about what that impact is going to be on our local businesses who, who who don't have the time and the money to be able to comply with, you know, thousands of different jurisdictions. So I do think Congress has to find a way to create a set of standards across the whole country to exempt businesses of incomes. Various numbers have been uh, floated from a million dollars a year to $10 million a year, but somewhere in that category – just exempt those smaller businesses from this and create a way where I think you ought to be able to just uh, send those sales tax receipts to one gatherer in each state. You know what I mean? So you don't have to do all that to 50 states and cities and counties and municipal districts. Send it to one collector in each state and let them uh, send it out. I think that would simplify uh, uh, dramatically. I tell you, I give you. I was in a business once. We were a regional company, and we had that sales tax issue because we manufactured and sent things regionally, uh, and we got in even into some city sales tax and things. I couldn't believe. Now the idea that I'm sending things throughout the country, uh, I think what you need to do is take some of your colleagues and let them fill out a few of those forms. Yeah, and see how no, maddening it could be. And I think software can help, but but it's still for small businesses. They need every moment trying to grow and expand and sell that business. And so we, we need to get it right. You mentioned that your committee is responsible for tariffs. I mean, that's a front page item, if not every day, every other a day. Uh, trade wars, whatever we want to call it, I call it an adjustment, probably long overdue that's needed that we're going through. What, in your opinion, is the outlook? Because small businesses are starting to feel yeah. some of those increased costs. Yeah, so look, I'm not a tariff fan. Tariffs are taxes. So just like taxes, they discourage investment, they make you less competitive, they hurt consumers. The president, so I think lower is better and zero is always the best. Uh, the president, though, is right to take on China. They've been cheating for a long, they still are cheating. It's costing us tens of thousands of American jobs. And the challenge has been for every president, how do, you, how do you change China's misbehavior without hurting ours? Well, the president has laid straight into China. He is going to change their trade, unfair trade behavior. We're working with him to try to lift the tariffs in retaliation off our American businesses and farmers and target it straight on China. Say what he, um, we, we have at times disagreed on the strategy, but say what I've, I've worked with him closely. He had a very important agreement with Europe the other day that frankly won't just restore that trading relationship with Europe. It'll be a better one, fair for America. I'm convinced that they can 
modernized, modernized NAFTA. That's really important for states like Texas. We, and my point always, Rick, is it's not enough to buy American. You have to sell American all throughout the world. No one's better than Texas. We're the number one state, and California's a distant second. So we're really good at that. And so I think helping the president, my approach has been help the president narrow this, hold our trading partners accountable, try to lift as much of that as you can off of our local businesses and farmers. Yeah, like I said, I think it's a readjustment. It's long overdue, and I'm, I'm on your team, absolutely, because I think when the dust settles, we, small businesses, are going to be a lot better off to compete. I, I agree. The last issue I found a lot of people talking about, and you mentioned that, again, it's under the jurisdiction of your committee, and that's Social Security Medicare. I yeah. mean, that can has been kicked down the road for, well, ever since its inception. It's been adjusted a few times, but we can't seem to find the backbone in Congress, I mean, because it has to take place. I it mean, there's to. no doubt about it. Look, so I worry about Social Security. It's such an important part of so many Americans' uh, uh, elderly years, but with disabilities, it's important to other Americans as well. But it's on financially shaky ground. It'll never yet break even, never again break even unless we make some changes. In in about well, less than 20 years, you'll see almost a quarter of Social Security benefits cut for everyone. We can't let that happen. And the longer we wait, the worse the problem gets. It's just like in business. You know, you ignore a problem, it only gets worse. So I think the solution will be both parties will have to work together to find a solution for Social Security. And I'd like to take the approach we took in Ways and Means, which is, well, I've worked 17 years toward tax reform, Paul Ryan longer than that, but we really spent a concerted six years to be ready to solve that massive problem. Social Security, I think both parties working together over a three or four year period, working together, we could save that program for everybody. I mean, once and for all, save it. So that's what we're gonna be proposing uh, going forward that uh, both parties come together. Let's solve this, let's save it. You know, you mentioned a general topic and this is just, I guess, general civics or operation of the government. Frustrating and concerning to small businesses. We at least read, we hear, we see on television where the Congress just can't work together, can't move together. Uh, and it's not just recently, yeah. it's been over a period of years in uh, the in small business, I sit at home, I work hard, I come home at night, I've got everything, including my family invested, and yet I look to Washington and they're not doing anything to help. Yeah, and I have to tell you, um, that image of us fighting and all that, it's simply not true. Um, that kind of seems shocking to most people, but I would say 90% of the issues that I bring out of our committee and vote on are bipartisan. And here's a great example. So we have a new tax code. We believe we need a new tax collector, that we need to redesign the IRS to make it a taxpayer first agency. Well, we passed out of the House the first reforms of the IRS in over two decades, restructures them, redesigns them, reigns in their abuses, protects our private taxpayer information, and puts us as taxpayers on a level playing field. So we're not guilty unless proven innocent, because that's the way it works right now. Well, we passed those reforms 414 to zero out of the House. I guarantee you, you and not a single listener knows that because the media wouldn't report it. So we challenged them. We said, no, come on, this is big stuff. Everyone knows this. Why aren't you writing on it? And their answer was, well, you, you aren't fighting each other. Both parties aren't, you know, fighting each other. So that's not news. But back home here, it's news. 
that we work together to solve big problems. And in this case, we'd asked John Lewis, civil rights uh, icon from Georgia, and Lynn Jenkins, uh, a CPA from a small town in, in Kansas, to lead that effort together, Republicans and Democrats. It's over in the Senate now. Rick, I actually have, uh, uh, I'm pretty optimistic we can get at the president's desk, but my point is there is so much of that happening, but you will never read about it because the media, they're fight promoters. And if they don't see a fight, it just doesn't make news. Or they try to make one themselves. They do themselves. <laughs> so it's unfortunate. Well, Congressman, we've run out of time today. And uh, I, first, I want to thank you so much for taking time. You're a busy, active, working legislator, legislator which I deeply appreciate. Thank you. You got a final message for our listeners in the small business world? Just this. Um, stay close to us on tax reform. We're not done yet. We think we can do more. We also uh, are going to work very hard try to develop the workers that our small businesses need to be able to grow and succeed. That's really important as well. Yeah, that's the number one thing I hear. Again, Congressman Kevin Thanks, Brady. Thanks, for having me. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to our bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the baby boomers. You know, we're trying to sell our businesses because we're aging out, but I don't know if we're really ready. Let's talk about it when we come back. Please stay with us. You're listening to a replay show on Lone Star Community Radio. Did you know our sponsorships are also included in our replays? So you can even have more exposure outside of the regular scheduled live broadcasts. Check out sponsorship opportunities online at IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Fives with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vice with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. Thank you for joining us today. We're at the bottom of the hour, and I want to do a recap on our great guest that we just had in, Congressman Kevin Brady, who represents us here in the 8th District. Uh, also chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. And if you caught the portion at the beginning about the civics lesson, let me tell you, it all starts and stop, at least revenue-wise, in the Ways and Means Committee. It's an extremely, if not the most important committee in the House of Representatives. I want to recap a few things, as I like to do after we have someone on, about uh, things I heard and hopefully that you heard that are really important. Obviously, we've had some, some great uh, things happen earlier in the year, with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act bill, uh, taxes were cut. Uh, I think all of us know that, but there were very specific things that were done that are impacting businesses. Uh, we're seeing a tremendous 
uh, upswing in growth. We hit over 4% last quarter. That's tremendous for the economy as a whole. We're feeling that here in Montgomery County, Conroe, our other cities, and in the county, throughout the state of Texas, greater Houston area, and really, as the congressman said, throughout the country, everything seems to be ticking well. So well, the fact is that we all are having, or many of us, I know many of my clients, are having trouble finding people to do work. Their business, our business, businesses are increasing our sales and revenue, but we're ha- having a heck of a time finding people to come in and fill those new positions that are being created. And Congressman Brady alluded to the fact they're working on some ideas to try to increase the available workforce, and I will be looking for that myself. I think one of the important things, though, and, and again, I can't overemphasize it. I have a tendency to do that sometimes. I keep talking about something over and over. We've got this tax, as Congressman Brady calls it, tax 2.0, tax reform 2.0. That's the next step. It's pretty amazing. We have a major piece of tax legislation passed, get signed by the president, go into law. That happens on an average of every 15, 10, 15, maybe 20 years in the last 50 years. And now we're already working on a second piece all in the same year, which may, which just may get passed this year. Uh, And I think that's significant for all of us in small business, all of us in business, all of us personally, is the fact that perhaps Congress, which I know there's a huge negative view of Congress in general, but they may be paying attention. Now, a lot of this I'm assuming is due to Congressman Brady, but it's a new perspective, a new attitude that I see, the fact that we continually look, because let's face it, we're in a very, very competitive world. Uh, the world as a whole, we're in the, as they t- told us, what, roughly 10, 15 years ago, we're in a world economy now. It's not just a national economy. And it looks like Congress may be doing something. And my encouragement back to you, if you're listening to the show, you're listening to our podcast or watching the show on television, is contact your congressman. It is not hard to do, and not enough people do it. Uh, as Congressman Brady said in his district, just contact his local office, talk to him. Or send him an email and say, I'd like the congressman to look at this. Or I have a question about this. I mean, these folks represent you. That's always talked about. But if you look at the fact that very few people, particularly small business people, reach out and talk to their legislators, there's no reason for that. You need to do it. It doesn't take a lot of time. You have 10, 15 minutes, five minutes to pick up the phone and call your local congressional office and talk to the folks there. And if they don't listen then you need to be talking to your friends and neighbors and other business people about replacing them. So I think that's real important. I think it's important to look at tax reform 2.02 on this particular issue. I see the main crux of it is working on the savings aspect. We do, as the congressman said, have a very poor uh, history of saving money personally in this country. And the fact is played out as my wife and I uh, are in our 60s and my mother's in her 80s. My mother has friends that don't have enough, and she sees it and can't believe it, that they didn't save enough, they didn't do enough. And my wife and I expect to see a great percentage of our friends when they start to truly retire, leave their jobs and whatnot, that won't have enough, that they'll be like Congressman Brady said, the kind in the cupboard, counting the cans of tuna and chicken uh, in the fridge to see if they have enough to get through the week, the month. Uh, And so I think any encouragement that the government can give us in business and personally to save money is huge because we're going to need it. There's no doubt about it. And you need a lot more than you think in most cases. 
So that's a very important point to me. And finally, I think the idea that that 2.0, uh, I think, well, excuse, let me back up for a second. I think the Tax Credit and Reform Act, call it 1.0, I think we're still going to see the results of that will continue. You know, say, well, that's obvious. Yeah, but we've already got doomsayers out there saying, well, it's run its course, you know, the new jobs creation, the increase in the gross domestic product. But we have things happening with tariffs, as the congressman and I discussed. When these things shake out, you will see a continuation of the impact of reduced taxes and so on and so forth, incentives, business creation. I can't believe we're lagging in innovation, as he discussed. We're out of the top 10 countries in the world in innovation. Uh, we got to step it up. And I think some of these incentives and tax 2.0 and 3.0 and 4.0, as they come, can do nothing but help us get better. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a quick break now. When I come back, I'm going to talk to you about baby boomers. And if you're a baby boomer like I am, and you're in your late 50s, early 60s, even in your 70s, uh, and you've got a business, you're going to be selling that business soon or turning it over to someone else. And my question to you, are you ready? So stay with us. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about that for a few minutes. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids removed from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. This is Rick Schuster, your host of the Weekly Business Hour, and this is our fourth and final segment for the day. And uh, I want to talk to you in this short segment, and then we'll have a little bit longer, uh, where I make comments about business issues and ideas that hopefully you can use. And I'd like to talk just for a few minutes on baby boomers. Are they they're ready to sell? There's no doubt. We're at such an age in our 60s and 70s, but are we really ready to sell? You know, it's time to exit your business. Are you ready? And unfortunately, I've found, at least in my experience over almost 15 years of doing mentoring, advising small businesses, that businesses, when they get the time comes to sell, uh, with the exception of an emergency situation, they're just not ready. And that's one of the reasons in my practice that I work with every new client to be ready from the beginning. When we start our uh, work together, uh, first thing out of the box is to develop a simple exit strategy, whether they're looking to sell next week, next year, 20 years from now. But let's talk about us boomers. We're there. Are we ready to sell? I just don't think so. I, it's too common. I get calls all the time. People say, well, can you help me sell your business? I say, well, I'm not a broker, but I can give you a referral. But is your business really ready? First of all, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan to walk through? To me, it takes a minimum, minimum three years to prepare your business to sell it. Okay. And you need to have a plan to walk you through those three years. 
Uh, you've got issues and things happening, if nothing else. It's kind of like investing in the stock market and being forced to sell, say, in a down economy. The stock's down at a low, and you're being forced to sell it, which is not the position you want to be in. So by putting a plan together and working at it for three or more years, then you have a little more leeway to choose when you want to sell the business. But you've got to ask yourself, right now we've got a pretty good economy, good time to sell, because it affects everything, your sales price, the number of buyers, the value of the business, sales to earning. Are you selling on an uptick? You're selling on a downtick. These are the kind of things, if you wait till the last minute, you have very little control over. And then thirdly, it's when, who, and how much. Those are the three key things I believe in selling a business. When are you going to sell it to who? That's more of a category. You're going to sell it to someone who just wants to own a business. You're going to sell it to someone in the uh, industry. Uh, so it's a strategic buyer. Uh, and how much do you really expect? How much do you need to sell your business? Is it really worth it at that point? And again, if you wait too long, then it's too late to have much impact on any of those three. When, who, and how much. And then fourth, you want to allow yourself enough time to clean and polish things up. It's like selling a used car. You want to wash it down, vacuum it, clean it up. The perception is you'll get more money. At least when you take it in to get a valuation put on it, they think that you have taken care of the car. I assume you have, but the fact that it's cleaned up, you're going to get potentially a few more dollars. Maybe not as much as you think, but you are. But you need to clean your business up. You need to understand what investments are worthwhile. Somewhat like putting a house up for sale. Do I repaint the bathroom or do I repaint the entire outside of the house? Do I do this? Do I plant? I don't know the answers to the questions because every business is different. But each step, if given time to properly look at them, you can evaluate what makes sense to invest a few dollars to make your business look better. End of the day, it's going to be your financial results that are going to make all the difference in the world. You've got to have the kind of results and you don't want to have those results in a situation or in a position where they're not verifiable. So one of the things I've talked with clients and seen clients do, and I've done myself, is perhaps have an audit statement of some level, maybe a minimal audited statement, produced for at least the last three or four years as I prepare to sell, because that makes my numbers more verifiable and quote unquote more believable. A lot of work to do. Don't wait to the end. Unfortunately, if you're out of time age-wise, then you got to deal with you got to deal with. But I encourage you, if you're going to sell in the near future, start working on it today and give yourself a minimum of three years. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a really the final break for the day. And we'll come back. I'm going to give you my tip of the week. Who needs your plan? So stay with us and we'll talk about that for a few minutes. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. 
You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Right now, we're playing a replay just for you. But you can actually subscribe to the show on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play so you can listen and watch anytime. Check out the show online at IRLoneStar.com slash shows for more information. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. This is Rick Schistler, the host of the Weekly Business Hour. And as we start the final segment here over the next few minutes, I want to thank you again for uh, listening to the show. I think Congressman Brady brings a lot to the table, obviously. I mean, he's the guy that runs with the ball in Washington, D.C. when it comes to taxes, Medicare, Social Security, tariffs. I mean, he has got so much going on, and he's the guy you need to reach out and talk to, and I encourage you to do that. I also encourage you to go to YouTube. Uh, We have a channel there. You can go back and listen to previous shows. You can see some of the guests, some of the topics. There's a lot of great educational material, and you also can go to our sponsor's website, one, that's the number one, bestconsult.com. They have a special page for the weekly business hour, and you can see all the great content there, plus lots of other great informative educational information. And you might even want to start a conversation. That's what we do at One Best Consult. We work with small businesses, advisors, and mentors working with you one-on-one in a virtual basis remotely and help you build a more successful business for you and your family. Let's talk about this uh, tip of the week. Who needs your plan? You know, we talk about planning on the show usually a lot in the first quarter, somewhat in the month of December, as I try to encourage people to build 
some type of business plan for their business. Uh, and so many small business people are reluctant. That's why I came up with the one-page business plan. Uh, came off uh, having a meeting where someone wrote their business plan out on a napkin in a restaurant. Uh, that great plans are put on napkins in restaurants, in my opinion. Uh, but they have to be followed up and they have to be communicated. And that's what I want to talk about today. If you have employees who work for you, particularly if you have managers, supervisors, some people who have authority and responsibility, you need some kind of plan. I'm going to give you an encouragement. I was reading an article the other day uh, in the Marketing Caffeine uh, newsletter. That's published by Michael Taysner, T-A-S-N-E-R. Uh, if you'd like to sign up or have information about that newsletter, be glad to direct you to it. Just send me an email at onebestconsult at gmail.com. And I'll send you the link. You can sign up because Michael puts out a, a weekly publication. It's quick and easy uh, to read. Always has some good, quick recommendations. And one of them he said is between now and the end of the year, this is a little bit of a challenge for everybody. Write up a plan, include the following things for the next three or four months. Revenue. What does the team you have look like? What do the offices look like? What new products or services do you currently offering? Are you offering this year or plan to offer? Any particular awards for the business? Like uh, one of my good friends, Matt Humboldt's PaySphere. Uh, they just got listed in the Inc. 5,000. Great, great award and recognition. And how is your culture? Answer those questions. Revenue for the rest of the year. What does the team makeup look like? We're not using names here. We're looking for structure. What do your offices look like? What do you need to function at the highest level? Any new products or services in the offing for the rest of the year? Any awards? And how is the culture doing? Answer those questions, Mr. Business Owner, and then give a copy of it to your team. Give a copy and say, okay, this is what's in my head. What can you do to help the company achieve and meet these goals? It's a great exercise. I encourage you to think about it. It's a great way to do a little quick planning. doesn't take a lot of time. Put it together and share it with your business team. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you again for joining us today. Uh, there'll be a podcast of the show. I think it's an important show, particularly uh, with the interview of Congressman Kevin Brady and what's going on with the tax credits and recover and uh, tax, excuse me, tax credit uh, act and the things that are already happening in our economy. Probably seen some of that in the news, but more importantly, tax 2.0. This is being worked on as we speak. Kevin's out here in his district talking to people what else needs to be in it. And he assured us that when he goes back into session after the vacation period here, that they're going to be talking about this and potentially putting a bill together. Uh, and with a little luck, maybe that bill passes and we have some new things. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being with us. I encourage you to tune in next week. Uh, we're going to listen a little bit to Kevin's program. Uh, and when we come back from Labor Day, we're going to restart our conversation series, Soup to Nuts. So it'll be back after Labor Day. In the meantime, I encourage you, stay engaged in your business and keep your focus on what counts in your business. See you soon. Take care. Thank you.